Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, a place where we will dive deep into epic discussions on birth, motherhood, womanhood, rites of passage, and so much more. We are your hosts, Lucy, a mama of four, a birth keeper, a women's worker, and a past midwife who has left the system in the pursuit of truly being with woman. And Christy, a mama of three, birth and pregnancy advocate, community service worker with a strong interest in the shamanic dimensions of the journey from girlhood into womanhood and beyond. Come with us now as we unravel today's conversation. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, episode 10. You are here. (laughs) You are here (laughs) with Lucy and Christy. Hello. Hi. (laughs) And today, in celebration of Primrose's birthday, that was about a week and a half ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Christy is going to tell her epic and beautiful birth story. Finally, it's coming. Although it's <laughs> been over my Instagram for 12 months. So. And we did do um, a live conversation about the story, but we're going to go more in depth and it's so beautiful to have it in podcast form. Um, totally. Because her birth really was the catalyst for our partnership and our business and um, showed us a lot of truths and um, breathed passion back into me just witnessing Christy birth in her power. Um, So, yeah, I guess without further ado, I'll just hand it over to you, babe. (laughs) And (laughs) you just start. Start wherever you feel called to start on this journey of, mm-hmm. of yeah, birthing little primrose. Yeah, I guess like, as you said, it was like breathe that passion back into you and it just, um, man, I just feel like it, yeah, it just set me on this trajectory of life that I've actually really been manifesting for some time actually, really, when I think about it. Um, it definitely changed me and I knew that it would, I knew that it was coming. So yeah, it's a pretty, it was a pretty special time. She's actually walking around. She started walking like she's walking around. Yes. And she's here right now. Um, about to jump on my boob, but yeah. So I guess I'll start, I guess I'll start. I don't know, when I first started to call her in, I guess, Um, which is because that's when it all started, really. And it's like pretty cool stories um, and quite like a really deep spiritual aspect of my journey, which is very much part of it. So I guess I... I, I guess it started when I had my son, really, because as soon as he was put on my chest, that was like, you know, I guess it was a hospital birth, but it was a natural, it was a vaginal birth. Um, and I didn't, I nearly had him at home and I didn't really, um, I guess in that moment, that was quite an empowered birth for me. I did have really three really lovely midwives and 
you know, I still had so many blockages there and I was just trying to escape my body the whole time, to be honest. But I gave birth to him and when he came on my chest, I was like, I, I got the high pretty much. Um, and I wanted to do it again. I was like, no, I want to do that again. And, um, yeah, I guess in his pregnancy too, I started leaning into a little bit more. That's when I started leaning into a bit like just reading books on like sh- like shamanic, the shamanic world. I think we touched on this in my <laughs> my last podcast. But, um, yeah, so I guess by that, by the time River was like two, and a half, I think I or three maybe actually. And I, I went on this really big, um, yeah, journey in my life where I, um, yeah, I guess I just took on like the role of like being like a bit of a like healing a lot of like trauma and generational stuff. And and I signed up to the Four Seasons, Jane Hardwick Collins Four Seasons. And when I, that's when I really started delving into birth work because a lot of that is about it's basically like an in-person doula training really but birth keeping training whatever whatever you want to call it so I guess I was really um starting to take that path and it was opening me up to so much and um yeah I also was doing a doula course with somebody else so I was I was really doing a lot of stuff relating to birth and my like healing and my sexuality. And I was just going there with all the stuff. I was on the road. I was on the road. <laughs> um, and I following a few people on Instagram that I was naturally drawn to that just were really inspiring for me that were in the birth realm and, um, yeah, I guess all signs were pointing this way and I was just being led to my path really, um, which is why I'm here right now, which when I reflect on it, I'm like, wow, you really do get pushed on that path when you you just do. You get pushed in all different directions. And so I did my four seasons and, you know, halfway through that I was like, I, I think I'm going to have another baby. I'm going to have another little girl. I can see her. I can feel her and it's funny because like years and years before I even had kids I remember this psychic said to me like randomly at the park one day she was like you're gonna have three children um a girl a boy and a girl and I was like oh so that's always like um stayed with me as well so Mm -hmm. I was like no this is I'm gonna have a girl um and yeah I've also had like real when I was really young I actually terminated some pregnancies because I was so young and wasn't ready and um I got a lot of like therapy over that and she this woman was also like quite spiritual and would say to me these babies were all going to come back to you mm. they'll all come back and I really do feel like that that has happened these little spirits came back to me um but yeah, I did the four seasons and then within, I, in, I did so much work in this, with this year of 2020. Um, and I, I was doing like sweat lodges and doula training and healing courses and like 
connecting with people and man it was so intense actually now I think about it like I it's just like I feel like a lot of people from 2020 onwards really went on this really like um fast-tracked healing Mm. journey because I feel like we are really the people the earth is gonna need and it's like don't you reckon like the universe yeah. was like deal with escalated yes escalated things <laughs> it just felt like I was just yeah like on a fucking roller coaster or whatever but yeah I ended up going to a few sweat lodges as well within the time of um the four seasons it was out on this land in Bilpin actually where I also did the vision quest I did this sweat lodge so it was actually really cool because like I got my period on that land I like slept mm. on that land bloody shit and pissed on that land <laughs> like it was just, that land has a part of my soul let's just put it yeah. that way and I swam there it was just really nice so this sweat lodge I went to um I did about four sweat lodges on that land and one of the third the one I went to I went in with this girl that had had um she her baby was like not even one yet but she'd had quite a traumatic free birth actually because she didn't really source any support or prepare herself, you know, which is the work that we're in. She didn't like have that preparation under her belt. And in the sweat lodge, she just, I, experiencing that was really big for me. Cause she'd had like a really big breakdown in there and was just screaming and crying. Like I'm talking for like two hours, like just having a full trauma release really. Um, and it was about her birth and that was like a moment for me in there in this you know pitch black dark tent dome fucking hot as like it's just like you are really getting reborn in there you know and she was the the wailing and the pain that was coming out of her oh I'm actually getting a bit emotional like always but I'm I understand it so much now um but the like the the sounds that were coming out of her mouth were really like she it was pain and um that was from her birth because mm. she it was so traumatizing for her that's how deep our births are you know yeah um and she really lent into that and she she was there for the reason of that of that healing and yeah for 2 hours i just would heard her her wailing and crying and I've got goosebumps all over my body hey um and crying and I just really felt her pain and it was sort of a moment where I was like whoa like birth really matters um this is big shit man like and I was so hot I remember just like taking my shirt off and like putting my boobs on like the dirt the cold dirt just to get some type of relief as she was screaming and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then it was like because we were in that sweat lodge for about five hours in extreme heat and there was a lot of chanting. It was It's it's, a, it's like very spiritual. It was like with like permission from the Lakota people like and someone facilitating that was connected to them. Um, and I also had my period in there, which they say not to do that, but I was given permission to be able to go and do that. I just wasn't allowed to smoke the pipe afterwards because you're not allowed to if you're on on your cycle because it's such a powerful time. So I was like heavily bleeding in there as well on Whoa. the ground. Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I remember like it was about the four, four and a half hour mark and I was just, I, I just 
I thought I was going to die, to be honest. And um, I was just thinking of all these ways because I was right up the back. So, and like you, you're basically trapped in there, you know, like, I mean, you can get out if you like want, but mm. you almost don't want to either. Like you're in the mother's womb, you're in the grandmother's womb right there getting re-fucking-born. And I was just like on the ground, off the ground, I just started hallucinating because like, it's pitch black. And as I came up, I put my hand out like towards the stones, towards the heat, towards the fire, and I'd just seen this little baby in my hand. It was like a vision. Mm. It's a little baby like as you like a baby that you would see in an ultrasound. And I had it on my hand and it was like up sort of on its back and then it turned over to the side and I was like, oh, what? Mm. And like after that sweat lodge, we sat in circle and I was like, I think I'm going to have another baby. And the facilitator at the time was like, no, you're not. It's just because it was your rebirth. It was your rebirth, Christian. I was like, I don't think it was. I think I'm going to have another baby. And Nath was like, fucking absolutely not. And I was like, well, what you say about that, mate? <laughs> Um, so yeah that was like really cool and then uh a week after that is when I had my vision quest with four seasons on that same land so the vision quest is like three days we were there for eight nights all up but it within that eight night days and nights it's three days and nights in the bush camping on your own fasting with basically nothing but a tent some water and a pen and paper so three days and three nights on your own. It's a vision quest. Um, it was super intense. So I and, I and my drum, I took my drum, my medicine drum, and I went and um, just had my little Kathmandu tent that looks like a coffin. Now when I think about it, I was like fucking wild. Anyway, mm. I, I did this three days and I remember the second day was like I was in a full um altered state by that point and I just remember just like I was so I was nude the whole time like just bathing in the sun like a big lizard and mind you I'm so fearful of the dark I'm so I'm not really anymore but that was a big thing for me to do that I was really scared um and I just remember looking up in the trees and I just seen like it was like these big grandmother trees in front of me I started like communicating with the trees like because you are in this older state and you do be, start to become extremely connected to nature. It is a very powerful practice to be able to participate in and it is just, man, it's really, when you lean into that, it's pretty wild. But I just felt really, I know it's very, actually I'm not even going to say that, I felt one, with one um, with nature. I really did and I was, I saw, lots of emotions came up and, I just felt the trees were really holding me and um, they just reminded me of big grandmother trees and, um, yeah, I just looked up at one point and I seen the branch that made like a, a breast and then like this big belly and I was like, um, that looks like a pregnant woman and I was thinking, oh, I know it's, because it's giving me a vision, like the vision is I'm going to be to get into birth work um, because, you know, I'd also travelled up to Mullumbimby and up north a few times for a few circles up there with the shamanic dimensions of pregnancy as well. So I was getting in there 
And I was like, this is just a sign I'm going to get into birth work. That's This is what it is. And then I think a couple of hours later I was just seeing lots of signs. So I would see, and mind you, like I was living down in Wollongong at this point, and then I seen this other um, tree. It was like a big mama tree and then like a little maiden tree. So it had like the cut out yoni sort of triangles. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do girl circles. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be guiding young women. Um, amazing. Yes, I'm, 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 nature's just confirming what I already know. Um, this, is, this is epic. Um, yeah, I finished that vision quest. It was just so profound. Hey, like I, I want to do that again now. I think about it. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, that was in 2020 and I'm still processing and unfolding all of that. So came home and yeah, I was pretty connected into myself at that point. Like, and I was just really, really going down the birth realm path um never really had much confidence though around it um which has also been part of my process but anyway I um yeah like I then I sort of all the baby stuff started coming up even more even more and um yeah and then I just like I mean we weren't really preventing it we weren't preventing having a baby so but for some reason, Nath was just completely shocked. Um, like whatever, and he was like, "I've been a refresher course in how babies oh are made, perhaps." <laughs> I remember having my period too. My very last period. It's actually really cool because I had it all through my bed, and it's like still got this big stain on my mattress. By the way, and that was my last period. And I remember even looking at that and just being, "Oh, whoa! Like that's a really like heavy period." Um, I don't know, there was just something in that moment. And mm. uh, every time I look at my mattress, I'm always like, that was the last period I had before Prim. Um, but, yeah, like I knew it. <laughs> oh, my God, I just remembered something. But I was like working um, in community services. I was working in disability in Wollongong at that time. So, and Nath had, was like on this massive health kick and ingesting heaps of ashwagandha. <laughs> So he was like, what the hell? Like I, that's going to be an ashwagandha baby. Cause like, obviously he, you know, did the deed and he was like, oh, you're not going to fall pregnant, are you? And I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, not long, I think it was like a week or something after that, not even, I was at work. I was at work and I remember like, cause I used to stay the night. Um, to look after these people and I remember laying there and feeling so strange and so weird and this I because this is how like connected to my body I was I knew that I was pregnant straight away like at that implantation I knew but mind you I didn't really piece together piece it together until a couple of weeks after because at that point I was like why am I feeling like this? Like I was laying down. I'm like, this is really weird. I felt really weird. Like my body felt like it was electric and I felt like, um, I don't know, like I was coming onto a drug and I was just felt like a bit yucky and like, Oh, what is this? And I thought, I think I went on Instagram and they were like, 
the 5G towers have all just been turned on in Sydney. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm being affected by 5G. <laughs> oh, God. And I was like, oh, my God. And that's when all the COVID stuff was happening and everyone was fucking vaxxing up to their eyeballs. So I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but not long after, I was like, wait a minute. No, I think I'm fucking pregnant. I'm pregnant. So I already knew I was pregnant before I even took a test. I knew I was pregnant. Um, and I we were only living in a really tiny unit at that point in Wollongong, place I really didn't want to be. Um, but, yeah, she came in pretty fucking strong um, and she's been very consistent with that. But she came in strong but also, like, she eased me into it like she always does. And, um, yeah, so I then did the test and it was sort of confirmed. Nate completely freaked out, completely, um, but he always does. Um, if, with every pregnancy, he freaks out. Um, I, think I think a, a lot, lot of, of men. men. <laughs> a lot of men do. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> totally, just totally like we can't do this and we can't blah, blah, blah and blah, blah, blah. And, I was so angry at him for being like that because it's like we didn't really prevent it either. Like, come on, mate, like whatever. And I said to him, we need to get out of this unit basically. And he was like, "Um, what do you mean? I'm like, I need to go to the mountains. I need to go and live in the mountains That's because that's where I did my four seasons. I I was so connected to the land. Um, I knew a lot of women up here. Um, I don't know. It was a it was a very strong call to come up here. It was just it, I could not ignore it. I could not ignore it. Um, and I was like, I need to move to the mountains. And Nath was like, No. And I said, We're about we're going to have another baby. We need to get out of this unit. You don't like your job because um, he's working in the mines. It's just like mm. not him. I'm like you don't like this. Like. The only hard thing was is he is like a surfer. He's very connected to the ocean. So that was just like a very big block for him. But I was just like, no, I need you need to listen to me. Like this is full like intuition speaking. I know, I know, I know I need to go. And I ended up going by myself first because I um I don't know, it was just a really strong pull and he needed some time to reflect and think about it. And I left and moved in with a friend, my really good friend, Amy. And that was really hard because we sort of meshed our kids together and didn't realise how hectic it would be. But it was also really cool because, you know, we're like sisters. But, yeah, like I moved in and, yeah, I was like living out of bags pretty much. And it was when that rain was all happening. It was fucking so hectic. And um, I got the kids into the school that we're all in now. Um, I was really sick as well, like super nauseous. So like waking up like constantly nauseous, like it was really hard. Like wait, as soon as my eyes would open, I would have to run outside and it was like projectile. Like, and um, yeah, it was on reflection, like it was, it was really big what I did, and yeah, it just felt, it felt, it was quite quite chaotic as well. But I, I don't know how else I would have done it any other way, really. Um, I just had to, yeah, it was like my last real gypsy moment that time. <laughs> I don't think I could do that again now with three kids. 
But um, yeah, and then I was, just, I knew that I wanted a home birth. I was like, because I'd already, you know, done all this work and I was like, nah, this is what I want. I want this. This is what I want. Um, at that point, I didn't really have heaps of support. Wasn't heaps like um, like aware of like free birthing or anything around that. Um, yeah, I wasn't. But I knew just at home, um, I didn't want to be have anything to do with the system really, and I didn't. I basically had, I guess, what people call a wild pregnancy. Um, I had, I did end up um, employing a home birth midwife. Um, only because I didn't really know about my other options, my other option, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I did, and I needed support. I needed that guidance at the beginning to give me some confidence. Hey, to give me some confidence. Um, yeah. And, you know, she was fine, but I realized quite quickly that I didn't really need that. I didn't really need um, a midwife because I was sort of after more. Sorry, hold on. Get on the boob. Hey, look, look. I was, I was sort of, I was after a deeper connection, a more spiritual connection in my pregnancy. I was after something deeper. I was after, um, I was after. I I don't know. I was after nurture and yeah. I wanted to be held deeply. I wanted yeah. to talk about my traumas. I wanted to talk, I wanted to unpack it. I wanted to um I wanted to get I wanted to really prepare on a deeper level. Yeah, um, you wanted to be held and witnessed as well. And yeah, that's yeah. Mm. yeah, and I guess I didn't wasn't yeah, like I mean, home birth midwives are great in if that's the path you want to take. But I was just after something a little bit more, I guess, in this in that sense. So I, you know, I met up with her for a few times, and that was fine. Um, and then I met you, um, which was so good. I remember. Yeah, there was just something there, wasn't there? You were like, oh. I don't know, you were just giving me like just advice every now and then at um, school and I just liked your vibe and that's when we connected and the whole second midwife thing came up. And mm. um, You were craving some things that just you weren't sure where to source them from and I was sort of like, oh, like we can have those conversations like casually yeah. as friends, like. If you want to know more about. Oh, that's right. We're at Amy's, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We were sitting there having. We connected through Amy, but you were going to um, the same school, like as my kids at that time, we just started. So we were like connecting on a few different fronts, but mainly you were really seeking out, like you were really seeking at that time, knowledge and wisdom and kind of, I can't even put it into words. Like you wanted something more and you're like, I don't know how to get this, you know, source this thing I'm craving. And it was more like unpacking, I guess, things that can happen in birth and understanding like the whole process a bit deeper. Yes. And, um, yeah. And I was like, oh, like 
that's in my realm of like you know knowledge I guess if you yeah we can just have those conversations if you felt called to so that was cool yeah. it it was so I I, I forgot about that I'm so yeah. glad you just said that because I remember you saying hey listen I can and I was like oh like uh, how do I pay you like like I have payment plans or like I was so I was so seeking it because I like invested a lot of money in um people via Instagram to find that. Like mm. I invested in workshops and one-on-ones because I was just I was trying I'm I was trying to find something someone that could support me in the ways that I was truly craving. So and then there's like little old Lucy sitting there having a cup of tea and I was like, there's my girl. There she is. <laughs> yeah, and I just left midwifery yes. and I was like birth keeping at this point but I was still had my little piece of paper so I was still registered yes. as a midwife. Yes, and then that's when I was like, I'm going to just tell my midwife that could you be my second midwife and um, that was all in good. Australia, in Australia at the moment. Under the yes. new Medicare, <clears throat> the Medicare guidelines that came into effect in 2018, you need two midwives present at a, at a birth. Yeah, but it didn't yes. used to be the, the case. But now, yeah, it's when did that come in? Like, yeah, 2018. <clears throat> yeah, okay, yeah. So then that's when I was like that. But then you know, that also didn't like really align with you. Like you were like, of course, because you are with woman, and you're like, I want to just serve you yeah. in any way I can but I think something never really did feel right with that um, no because I know. I felt very triggered by um I was still very triggered by my experiences in the system yeah and very beaten down and um like fear-based I guess from, yeah um so I guess putting that midwife hat on did disconnect us in a sense because I was it, like it really did. Hey, I needed to be like professional, and I was working for this midwife essentially because she was the main midwife, and I'd be like backing her up, even though we're working for you. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, like there's that whole dynamic of like you're under a midwife's care, and then I'm backing that midwife up, whatever. Um, and then also, obviously, APRA, that's a whole other kind yeah, of Yeah, APRA, just, that's a, that's a big one. It's just like you have people kind of watching you all the time. Yeah. And you wouldn't have been able to be who I needed. Like yeah. So that, that, that fell through um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and... Yeah. Which was like a blessing in disguise because that's when I was like, wait a minute, like that was that click. Well, yeah. Be my birth keeper. Like, yeah. Which yeah. is what so, I was actually, to so, be honest, I was thinking of it anyway. Yeah. So circumstances changed and, um, yeah, this other midwife is going to be your backup. And we both were like, it was a big exhale, wasn't it? It was like, oh, yeah. actually, what were we thinking? Yeah. Like, and it was just, I was so relieved that I could just serve you yeah. independently yep. and freely and we could just... Yeah, like I didn't have to filter what I was saying or like, you know, it was, I was way more authentic all of a sudden our 
dynamic and relationship and way it more meant, it was meant to be it was meant to totally be. yeah and so I knew from like like I like I had a good relationship with the midwife and it was great um but I essentially knew that I wanted to free birth and I guess like having you know the midwife there was I guess it was just um I don't know there was just that transition period because when I first moved here I had her and then I was like "Mm." and like you know every single time I was like wait a minute like I was just becoming more and more like knowledgeable on the process and of myself and then um uh, she requested to get an ultrasound at 20 weeks and I was like uh okay I didn't actually really want to do it um but again I just like I better do it just because I mean if it's going to help other people <laughs> which is you know that was just the last lesson for me and the results came back um that she had fluid on her heart um uh, and, you know, the midwife was really supportive with that, but I didn't really let myself feel the fear of that. I was just like, you know what? She's fine, eh? Like, oh, sorry, my other son is here, so just excuse me if he comes and asks me some type of question. Oh, no, he's gone. Um, but, yeah, so that came up. And there was a bit of a hold breath moment, like, like, what does this all mean? Like, I remember Googling, like frantically Googling and like trying to, you know, educate myself on it. And, um, but, you know, when I really sat in space with myself, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, she's okay. Mm. It's and all that's good. the thing with interventions, isn't it? Like there's that possibility that, it'll plant a seed of fear or doubt, but it doesn't mean anything because yeah. obviously these tests aren't 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need to be really conscious when you go into any testing, like what do you want to get out of it and is it worth, yeah, having done? Because it yeah. really does kind of, it can um, impact your connection with your instincts and your totally. And at the end of the day, they're the things that are going to be 100%. No one knows your body like the woman growing a baby. Yeah, and I'm sort of glad that that happened because that was like a, yeah, that was just a lesson in itself, like just another confirmation of trusting myself. I was like, no, no, and I can see where the fear, because I I had so much fear injected into me with both of my, not so much River, but Luna was just, you know, it was so traumatic, my first birthday, like it really was. And again, like reflecting on that, there is always a slight sadness there for me. I have to be real because, yeah. So I was, because of that experience, that gave me a lot of like insight and, oh, ah, ah. oh, sorry, my cat. He's biting. Um, Keeping it real here. <laughs> like we've got a kitten and Prim loves the kitten. Can you just hold on for a sec? Just for yeah. Okay. 
Um, sorry, we've got a kitten and it's it's biting Prim like really softly, but still like she's gonna get seriously hurt soon. Um, yeah, so that was just like a little obstacle I had to move through. There was a few little obs. There's actually a lot of obstacles I had to move through, but so necessary for me to be able to have this fucking amazing birth that I had. Spoiler alert! Like fucking had a great birth, guys. Um, but yeah, like I really lent into that pregnancy. I really did. I did, I mean, basically everything that we teach in our workshop, I did. <laughs> I did Shameless it all. plug for our, our <laughs> workshop and our offerings. Yeah, I just did it all. I had full trust in myself. You know, ultimately I've always had full trust in myself as a human being. It's other people's um, voices that have influenced me. That is mm. what has influenced me. So I actually blocked everything out and became quite aware. And um, yeah, far out. Like I don't have any regrets in that pregnancy at all. I did everything how I wanted to. It was, I mean, at the end, it was quite like physically, it was definitely more challenging because, you know, I'm older, you know, I was 36. Not that that's old, but I was older. I'm older. Um, I definitely put on more weight this time round, um, but I did with Luna too. I think when I have girls, I tend to put on a bit more weight. But um, so that was quite hard on my sciatica, and like, so physically it was a bit painful. And I'd also started like Kookaburra Bush School with Amy, so. I was doing physical work. That's one thing I probably do regret is not slowing down enough. Like I wanted to slow Mm -hmm. down more. But to be fair, like I did have the last couple of weeks where I did slow down. But, you know, I wish that I did honour my body a little bit more um, and just take it easy. But, um, yeah, so I sort of went through that pregnancy and we were just really connected and it was just really lovely just you – you know, you would come over like once a week or whatever, how long it was, and would bring the rebozo scarf and do some body work and just touch. And we'd just like chat and yeah. just ask. Like basically, it was just chatting. It was just connection. Like what's coming up for you? How do you feel? Mm. Um, you know, I just remember you getting that bit of paper out and that pen and just being like, right. <laughs> What do you vision? How do you, how do you want this to look? <laughs> Tell me what Nath's role is, I'll, what my role is, what Amy's role is, what Olive's role is because she was taking the photos and my friend Amy was also there. Um, how do you want this to look? And I was like, well, this is cool. Like your mama blessing, um, your postpartum, like let's talk about this. But it was just real talk. It was just, it was just women. It was just a women's circle ultimately. Yeah, we were just hanging out. Yeah. Um, now there's a few mo- the sessions of hair brushing and <laughs> we brushed my hair. That was really nice, actually. Brushing the of the hair and the massages and the, um, you know, and like I am definitely not one to sit there and receive. So that was all very new to me. I was like, oh my god, I feel like the Queen of England. Um, anyway, so that was really nice and yeah. It just, I guess, finished up at the Kookaburra Bush School. And then I remember, like, I think 
I was also pregnant with one of the other mamas, which was really nice. One of my other really good friends, our good friend, Jem. And that was really nice too. And just having the school community there, it was all really nice. Mind you, like I'd never been part of a community before. I'd never been a part of like like a, a community of women, conscious women. Yeah. Um, this is what was I needed to come to the the mountains. I was craving it. And it is honestly like I called this in and it was the best decision I've ever made because I was surrounded by very conscious and nurturing and um, women that were living a very similar life to me and, um, you know, our children are all friends and the school community and uh, it's it's very wholesome actually, our <laughs> community, isn't it? You know, it's really, it's just, it is really beautiful um, to be held by women. There's just something else. There's just, it's not, I can't, yeah, well, that can only be felt. But, yeah, so the, I think it was like the day, I don't know, it was the day before or the, the day before, the day before that I came to school and I was constantly wearing that big white dress. I'm actually wearing it in my favour. I think it was and, like um, the day before. It was very. Yeah. Well, I, it wasn't the day before because I stayed um, at home that whole day. Oh, maybe it was at pickup. No, it was at pickup. Maybe I can't remember, but mm. it was very bloody close. Yeah, I can't fully remember either. But it was mm. close, and you came floating into school in your white long dress. You're like, I'm <laughs> yes. not wearing any knickers. I'm off the planet. <laughs> fully, and that's when I really started tapping in. Them last couple of days before labor began, I look in my gallery and I'm like, whoa, like I would sit out the back on the deck in my um, dressing gown with the sacred birthing book always like next to me. I had to buy Lucy a new sacred birthing book because I took that everywhere with me and fucking <laughs> like, like thrashed it. Um, but I would just sit there in silence, just in complete silence, just staring out and like there's like all, and like all the birds would come and I was, again, super connected to nature. I was really mm. connected, super connected, just very in tune with everything that was going on. Um, I just felt really safe in in nature, actually. Like I really let like myself be held in that way, again, by the earth and um, had this real beautiful appreciation. Like because Prim's like a Taurus too. It was just it, it, the whole theme was very earthy and, you know, receiving and being held. So it was just really nice, um, really, really nice actually. And I was having really intense dreams about, you know, children and, um, yeah, I just, um, so I was like doing that and then like really like my, like letting my, my body was preparing, like eating really like, like nourishing foods and hydrating and nettle tea and, all of that sort of stuff, you know, and you know, you you were setting up my meal train in the background, and wow, like how beautiful! I was so held. I still am so held. Um. Oh God, Lucy, why do I get teary? <laughs> You're the pregnant normal. one, and I'm like it's normal. I always up. cry thinking about my kids' oh. births because it's so raw forever you know like I think like we were saying the other day 
how I always assumed you get to a point where you kind of have processed your birth experience and you're done, but you're honestly mm, not. No. Like, and this is why birth is so important that um, so important that we respect and hold the birth space because a woman's birth experience changes her and it cracks her open and it will stay with her for the rest of her life. Mm. The way that she is made to feel during pregnancy mm-hmm. and birth and postpartum, <sighs> it stays with you forever. And it's like so profound that you grew this little baby and then you birth this baby like out of your body. It's so big and so totally. beautiful and it's very emotional. It is. And really like, it's like what we talk about in our, our free introduction, just dropping like our. <laughs> anyway, this is a paid ad. No, um, <laughs> in our free introduction that we do before we always launch our big one is like we talk about the themes in our pregnancy and how we felt, how we, how our mothers felt before our birth is usually a bit of a theme in our life. We um, also unpack and- this deeper in our full sacred birth. We also, workshop. and this is. <laughs> We go even I just, deeper. I'm just imagining in the Truman Show where they like are there and she holds up like, like a yeah. wash, washing pan and she's like, anyway, Jeff, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like we go into that and I'm like, like Prim is a very grounded, she's very inner body. She's very, you know, she's, she's very, I don't know. She's, she's, which, you know, on the other end of that makes me feel quite sad when I think about my first birth actually because yeah I was just the total opposite of that and you know that's Luna's journey and I just want to be able to support her in that but just you know bringing awareness to just the polarity of them, them two journeys in that birth like again you're just always unpacking it and it's it's big work man big work that's why it's so necessary to like lean in and just become aware of it because I feel like they it leaks out in these unconscious toxic ways if you don't deal with it you know yeah as women um but yeah like that like yeah I'd just sit out on my deck and have tea I was very I was was very inward I was very quiet and then um one night I was like okay like I felt really creative and I got the paints out and I just did like I was like painting like this big labyrinth and like I was like you know riding like Aboriginal land everywhere like I was I was really really I don't it's just really beautiful actually like it's just really connected to the land up here at Darag and Gunagara country I just because I've had so many beautiful experiences up here where I've sort of found myself up here um, and I've just been really held. So I was just sort of doing a lot of art and I was like with Luna and had this big belly. It's really cool because I had my school of shamanic woman craft like singlet on and <laughs> and I was just connecting in with my kids and it was just a really nice night, like had like yummy food and kombucha and tea and we were just painting and dancing and, um, yeah, it was really special. And just tending to my altar, like I'd, you know, and I had that beautiful mama blessing as well, not long before, where that was such a beautiful day. Like so many women came that I'd, you know, called over these years of doing this work on myself. Everyone came. Oh, God, getting choked up again. But everybody came to um, 
just <laughs> to hold me. I've never really been held like that before. So, um, yeah, that was really nice <laughs> just to be able to, to receive and feel loved actually and feel worthy and supported and just so many, like I've got them around my house now, like just so many beautiful messages just of, of what people thought about me and um, and me to just instead of like shutting people off and um, saying, oh, no, 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 and like turning it around, like just really receiving that about myself. Um, <laughs> that was a big deal for me, like just sitting there and having people tell me that, you know, I was strong and beautiful and loving and how I, you know, how I'd impacted their lives. It was, oh, it was just really lovely. Like it really injected me with a lot of strength and it made me like love myself. That's how it made me feel. It made me love myself. Like it made me connect in with myself and just like receiving is so big. Um, it's so big. Like, you know, it's just, it's really healing and it's hard, but it's, it's, yeah, that was very impactful for me. And um, I was very great. Like, I, like, you know, we sat in circle for my mama blessing and there were so many women there. And I just remember just looking around at every single one and just, you know, there was just part, I, there was like, you know, just thinking like there's just everyone holds something inside of them that, um, I really like I just had a lot of love. I have a lot of love for these women. A lot of love. Um and I was just beyond grateful that they were uh, they were there for me and um obviously like you can tell like how impactful that was for me. Um and everyone bought food and you know, it wasn't just all these presents. It was just something meaningful, like for my altar. It's something like that was very meaningful and it was in my house where I was going to birth. So, um, yeah, I feel like I need to also, re- like it's nice to actually reflect on that because that's moments I need to draw upon when I'm feeling down is like that energy because that's really special. But, yeah, so that everyone made affirmation cards for me and, you know, the the beads and um <clears throat> yeah that we did a big group meditation together oh, that was wow that was beautiful like that's why I think the work that we're doing right now like you know really means something to me and you it's because we've that's something that has been felt and um it's yeah, very true yeah we've lived, like yeah how beautiful and profound that those spaces can be oh like fucking hell like I didn't even know that I would get teary at that but you know hello (laughs) yeah so anyway back to back to where I was um so the day before birth I remember waking up and just being like oh my god I feel like I'd been hit by a truck um, I said to Nath, I'm not taking the kids to school. Hey, that's not happening. Like, mind you, Lucy had helped me, like, with lots of pickups and drop-offs and so had Amy and I'd been very held. Um, but, yeah, I was like, no, I'm not going to. And I was wearing these black pants and my little green bra 
And actually, I put a picture up on our page of me crying making rice crackers. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And Nathan, I remember him taking a photo of me and going, oh, look at you, you're so soft. And I was like... I am so cutting these cherry tomatoes so open (laughs) placing them on my rice cracker (laughs) and the cheese and the pickles and um yeah I feel like that now actually that sounds actually delicious (laughs) it was so fucking good and then I put like mustard oh so good yeah um and then I ate that and then I just went sat in the lounge room sat in my big white dress and um, I was just in the deepest, most fucking psychedelic trance for hours, pretty much. I couldn't move. My body was so grounded and anchored in. I was fully just in, with, like I felt so much peace and and I couldn't open my eyes. It's like when, like, it reminds me back in the day when I used to bloody get on the pingers <laughs> and couldn't open my eyes. Um, that's what it was like. But it was like, like I'm like obviously not on pingers. I was just like naturally high, yeah. but like not high, but like in this deep, deep state. Like, but our bodies do produce like you know, naturally occurring opioids and like, you know, that cocktail of hormones that Sarah Buckley talks about and that we we touch upon in our sacred birthing workshop. Um, (laughs) But it's true. Like you do start to go off into this altered state, like because it helps your body open and soften and you turn your thinking brain off so that you can just be in your body and go to that primal space. Mm. yes the thinking brain in my body I was in my body that's what it was just totally just tripping out but in this beautiful beautiful way um I had no idea what was going on around me I was just sitting there was no tv on there was no music on I was just sitting sometimes sitting up I remember like hearing a sound and like like looking over like really abruptly and Nath was like tiptoeing behind me and I was like what are you doing and he's like uh um are you okay and I'm like yes and he's like are the veil is the veil thin and I'm like it's very fucking thin oh and I just went back (laughs) he was like like tripping over buckets and stuff because well he was freaking out he's like (laughs) he was so scared of me because I was like what are you doing like full, just like, yeah. Like a wild animal. <laughs> I was. I'm like, you're fucking getting in my grill. Like, move. But, yeah, like, as like again, like on reflection, like my body was preparing for labour um, and I was ready. I was readying myself. Um, I just, I didn't, I, I, I guess I knew, but I didn't know. I knew. I guess I did know, really, because then I... Went and had a bath and put on, you know, I did a lot of self-care, a lot of self-care, um, you know, uh, incense and candles and baths. And, you know, I did go on a few moments where it would be where just before this where I would become very overwhelmed with the thought of birth 
and have to really use some tools to ground myself. I ended up writing a poem on pain because pain was coming up a lot. Um, so I did all the things and the stuff. But I went to bed that night and I was like, mm, yeah, okay. And I always thought to myself, like, because people kept on saying, you'll have your, you'll go into labour in the night time. And I remember thinking, I really hope not, to be honest, because um, I don't cope with no sleep. Like I need, I don't, I feel like that scares me. I feel pain more hectically when like in, I just, it doesn't work for me. So, um, and River came like at very similar time actually. Um, yeah, so went to bed and then my eyes like shot open at like 5.30 in the morning and my son River was standing at my the side of my bed and I was like what are you doing like it's like he was just staring at me and he's like are you okay mum and then I instantly got pain not pain just the sensation like and I was like oh my god I'm in labor I knew straight away and so did he it was wild um Oh, fucking hell. I still just remember his little face. Shit. Um, and everyone was still asleep. And, like, he never wakes up that early either. He's the biggest sleepy head. And he's like, yeah, okay, mum. And I was like, yeah. Oh, and it was coming. And I was, like, so excited. And it, it was it was exciting but, you know, scary. But, like, wow, this is happening. I don't think I was, I was exactly 40 weeks. Like, she came on her due date. And how beautiful to have that moment with your last, like he was still your baby at that point. No. And I had so many moments with him, like before that, like laying with him, like, oh, like how are you feeling, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, I ended up running the bath again and he got in with me. He's like, can I get in with you? And I was like, yeah, I've got a few photos of him actually, like, just the most gorgeous face, just like looking at me like with he loves me so much. Like <laughs> I feel it from him. He's just this loyal, steadfast, stoic little man. Hey, like I yeah. I am so proud of him. Like he really he sat with me and then he got me towels. And really, after that, you know, I told Nath. Nath freaked out a little bit. He was like, Oh, I, I, you, you need to ring the girls. Nah. You need, like, I can't, like, um, but I knew that. I knew that this was women's business. Like, you know, I, this is, this is, this was the theme for me. And he was great. He did all the practical jobs. He got the pool up. Him and River got the pool up. Um, You know, he set up the buffet. (laughs) That was so hilarious and amazing. (laughs) When we walked in the whole lounge room. The diet was set up like, yeah, a buffet basically of like food and beverages for the birthday, (laughs) but like plastic wine glasses, bottles of sparkling water, a cheese platter, (laughs) a tablecloth on the like table in there. It was so cute. Really? Like it's almost, that was very intuitive of him too, because I mean, it was 17 hours of labor. She didn't come quickly. So, and it was so beautiful where it was just like, I remember going out at one point, like just, you know, getting a cracker, having a bit of a cheese sandwich and heading, 
heading off for the next contraction. But yeah, I had the bath and then they were just coming nice and slowly. And uh, um, I think Alicia came to the door at one point. Oh, no, she dropped Luna home. The the kids had a half day because our kids. Mm, That's right. The first few years they do half day Friday. So it was a Friday. So you had that morning just kind of like. It was very gentle, wasn't it? Gentle progression. And Alicia dropped Luna home. And I remember I dropped my kids home and flagged my partner, Lee, that I might need to go to a birth. And I was like, so excited. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because, yeah. Because when you, I I remember, I was like, I'm in labor. I'm in labor. Um, But you were still very like, it was it was just the most gentle unfolding because mm. we're like I'm actually okay I'm just being I'm just pottering around and being with myself and just kind of I don't know you just you're, did you're, potter around yeah um and then you came and you put your hand on me and I just look, remember looking up at you and crying I still like that fucking t-shirt you wore was so perfect <laughs> thank you so much for wearing that the magic like, mushroom t-shirt like I'm like that's my midwife. <laughs> that's her like in the magic mushroom t-shirt i think amy and i got there about three o'clock maybe was that what time it was yeah i think i got there maybe about two and then amy went and got sushi and got there at three holy that's such a time portal okay yeah yeah, i thought you got there like at eight in the morning yeah no because it all it all worked out perfectly with like the half day Friday thing and the kids and like dropping them off to my partner. And then I think, I don't remember who looked at, oh, then Amy sorted her kids out. Anyway, it was all just like divine timing. Like everything just timed out so perfectly. And then we got there and it was still beautiful and sunshine, shiny and warm. And you were just like in your kimono and beautiful underwear. Yes. Holy, oh my god, I can't believe that you came there. What was I doing before that? You were just at home, like, and River and um Nate were just setting up, and you were just, I think you like the way that I tuned into you on a like intuitive level, and the like I felt like you were honestly off off in the stars. Like I don't I really, thought you guys got there at eight in the morning. There you fucking you really, go. I have no idea. <laughs> you really were like floating on a cloud, like off somewhere else, like wow and then I felt like you did drop into your body a little bit more like when we got there yeah okay yeah because that there you go because I that's news to me so thank you for you know what <laughs> happened like so that like five six seven eight nine ten twelve one so, like there was nine hours I was blacked out what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you were preparing you're getting like totally ready well I mean Nate were... was getting but Nate was doing all the physical like but I mean, like things. mentally, you're getting yeah. in the right headspace to just mm. go there. I was like, I remember sitting in my room looking in the mirror a lot and like just being with my belly. And actually, like, I don't really remember, but I guess that's what I was doing. Yeah, I was just deep in it and just tending to my altar, probably, and um, to my emotions and to. Mm. So beautiful to have that quiet internal time before. Yep you know, labor yeah. really does kick off. Like I think just yeah. to get, just to get like 
you know, drop in and be ready and get your head straight. Like, yeah, it's so important and so nice. It's necessary. Hey, like, because I don't, yeah, obviously, as I said, I don't, what? I don't really remember. I remember communicating with her a lot. Um, She's just. She knows we're talking about her this whole podcast. (laughs) Yes, it's my story. Yes. She's, um, yeah, she's a firecracker, this one. She's an Aries moon. (laughs) Um, Anyway, she, um, yeah, you guys got there and then it did start to amp up. and the rebozo was off the chin-up bar and so I was sort of like going from the chin-up bar outside in the sun and River was by my side a lot of the, the time. Whole time. Mm. Yeah, he just was so oh man, like the divine masculine in full swing. River. Yeah. Like I was like, that's my son. Like, fuck, I've done something right here. Um oh. I love it actually. It just reminds me like yesterday I was in traffic and this guy was like abusing me behind me and he was like just being an absolute maniac. And I'm like, mate, you're a dickhead. And they river's like, what's wrong, mum? What's that? What's that? Oh my God. Okay. What's that guy doing? And I said, I just feel like he's bullying me at the moment and trying to intimidate me with that car. And he went, what? And he went, wind down the window, mum. And I was like, no, River, it's funny because I want to say something to him. And I'm like, no, River. It's seriously, it's fine. And he's like, I'm just going to use the chi- my Chinese finger. And I, turned, <laughs> like, I was looked in the mirror and he was finger up at this oh. guy. And he's like, I'm going to punch that guy. I'm going to get him. And I'm like, oh, pups, look at that. And then he's like, mom, please, I'm so angry. Can you please let me swear? And I was like, no, Riv. And he's like, please let me swear. And I'm like, okay, you can just get it out. But he was like, this is what I would say to the guy, mom. We will, we will, fuck you. And I was like, Bimba? Like, and he's like, no, mum, nobody does that to my mum. And I was like, <laughs> who is, who are you? Like, what? and don't ever say that in front of your teacher. You're like um, proud, but also low key, like. like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you can express that only to mum, but I feel like that works. But anyway, there's really down low on river. And so he was like midwifing me and uh, he was just the best. Luna was very anxious um that she was I think that was so healing for her hey seeing me like like your eldest daughter seeing her in your in your power like that and comfortable with your body and connecting with other women and you know um getting intimate with their dad and I how fucking cool is that Mm. like how healing just even on even if it is on like on an unconscious level or whatever for her birth. I think that that's something that she will always remember. Um, And, you know, she is very connected to me. So she was a bit anxious seeing me in pain and was disassociating a lot with a lot of the theme of her birth. But she was there at the end. Um, You see her in the video where she's, like, so proud. And she's the best fucking sister ever. She's, like, the second mum. but, yeah, so it, the time was just sort of going on. But I just remember, I think you hear it in the video where I'm like, she's going easy on me. And she was because she knew I was scared and that I need, I, I've always craved gentle um, approaches in life. I haven't really received it that much in my life, but she showed me that it was possible to be treated gently and still get like, mm. you know, you don't always have to fucking slog it. 
Mm. Um, and that was a that just came to me then actually to be honest I've never really see again your birth unravels like yeah she showed me a gentle like that I can receive and have Mm -hmm. a gentle like the my you know my desire to be treated gently is possible um wow that's really cool so there you go everyone you just got that revelation firsthand. Yeah, I remember your contractions or surges or rushes, whatever you like to call them. They just like so gently built. Mm. Like just when you're sort of like, oh, like is this, like should we leave kind of thing to give you space to properly drop in? Because sometimes if people rock up too early in labour, it can like, you know, stall your labour because you're – going into your thinking brain um but every time I had that thought you'd go deeper it was Mm. like you were just spiraling in really gently and it was just slowly Mm. building 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 and then do you want to talk about when you decided to like you were ready to like yes yeah so like yeah as Lucy said it was just a beautiful gentle day like there was food cooking on the stove then my mum ended up coming um yeah beautiful smells we had the music it was it was a nice warm day too which hadn't Mm. been like that even the Um, night was so like so warm and balmy and yeah yes no it was a dark moon eclipse oh that's right yeah the new moon was the next day yeah yeah um but yeah, she, so, you know, we'd had these beautiful moments and like the candles were starting to get lit and it was start like dusk was approaching and that soup was that minute. I asked Amy to cook me minestrone soup and it was a vibe in that house. Eh? Yeah. It was like a little log cabin on top of a mountain. Like, yeah. like I didn't have no idea what was going on around me in the world. Like I was just in the, the, the womb of my home. And, yeah, we were just, yeah, it was starting to get dark. And then I was starting to get irritated then. I think I was just like, I, okay, all right, I, I get it. Okay, like I didn't even know what time it was, like 8 o'clock or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, maybe I, eight. yeah, I was just like, I'm done. Lucy, like, I can't do this anymore. Because we, I was cracking jokes. Like, we were like, it was great the yeah. whole time. Hanging off the chin-up bar, hanging off the rebozo. Like, yeah, we all had the, the rebozo hanging off a chin-up bar in the doorway. So it was like a birth swing. Yes. So, that, that was, was such so a good. good idea. Supportive yeah. swing. So, yeah, and that's when I was like, I, can't, I, I need this to move along now. It's so beautiful though because every time I spoke to her, she gave me what I received, like what I asked for. Hey. And you were ready in that moment. Like she waited until you were ready for yeah, she did. She it did. to go up a notch in the labour. And um, so then you you asked for it and then you were doing lunges <laughs> up the hallway. and I do remember and- looking over at you and Amy and Olive at one point and you're like mouth, jaws were a little bit open like, what is she doing? Just how incredible oh. you were. You're like, bring it. Let's like, let's get deeper into this experience. <laughs> and I was really focusing on them fucking lunges too, like going up and down the hallway and then squatting you were naked like real at deep. This point too. <laughs> and squatting real deep. And I was like, I need this to hurry up now. 
yeah like, I need this to start now like yeah I'm getting tired mm-hmm. and um yeah that's when it was like we went for the walk yeah did we go for the walk we then went for a walk beautiful up the white dress on yeah <laughs> and that's when the a real gnarly contraction came she yeah. was like all right mama you want this you got it and you yeah. were like just see if you can close your eyes and really go into that contraction and I was like okay and we we're walking and um oh god that was an intense one and I had my eyes closed and I started like swaying off to the side and then we walked to the end of the street in underneath these street lights and then came back and I just did this massive wee underneath the tree I was like I'll be in in a minute popping a squat out the front and then I came in and then I just I don't really remember like a timeline of that I don't know I just I think as I was soon in as the- we got inside I reckon we kind of went almost into transition yeah yeah fully yeah like yeah. that's like because time gets a bit because then you were on the toilet um and that's when you really hit, like you went. But I was in the hallway. Is yeah, I was on the toilet first, and then in the hallway. Yeah. Because yeah, you like felt yeah, like you you felt her drop on yes. the toilet, and then you were we thought you might birth on the toilet. Yeah. And then you kind of made crawled into the hallway. Yeah. And then made it somehow to the pool. Yeah, I remember going from the hallway to the pool or it was I thought it was from the toilet, but I don't know. But I remember in that toilet, I was like, oh, it was just getting so intense. I was punching the wall and then I was like, that's when I checked my dilation. And I was like, her head's just up there. I can feel the fucking crowning of her head. Like it was Mm. up. It was more up in like the start of or the end of my cervix at the start of it, whatever you want to call it, but it was, like, right there. So you would have, like, dropped into your birth canal, like, into yes. your vagina, but not been yes. emerging yet. Yeah. yeah. So um, when I felt that, I was like, all right, I can do this. But I was feeling so much, like, this stingy pressure on my pelvis. I remember saying that to you. I'm like, it's like, I can't explain it. I didn't know what it was. It was like, mm, I don't know, it was like a nerve. I don't know. I was like, mm, it's all right, it's okay. And then I crawled to the, the hallway and I really need to get the videos off Olive because this is when, yeah, transition started where the, the um, involuntary pushing starts and I'm like, yeah, like, you're going to hear the me making ejection me. reflex. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Aah! it's just like, it actually feels really good to be yeah. honest because yeah. it's like, like it's just like this ma- <laughs> having a massive poo, which, mind you, I did do. Like I was like, I'm pooing, I'm pooing. It's Everyone all was like, part no, of birth. It's, it's okay, it's okay. And I like turned around and backed my bum into the office and just, I don't know. <laughs> but it, you guys were so like swift. Like get that, I felt that poo coming out. I was like, it's, that's a poo. All right. Yes, Prim. We know. Come here. Come here. She's just walking. I can't believe she's walking. It's so wild. Um, come on. Come on. Up you get. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, that, I just remember like, yeah, that involuntary pushing, just getting gnarly. Like they're the feelings I crave actually. Like I'm like, oh, because it wasn't really painful when they were on. Like that gave me relief, them, them moments. Yeah. And then um, 
yeah, I just remember crawling to the pool. I don't know how the fuck I got in that pool because at that point I was like, mm. like, I was fully. I remember you got in there really swiftly. Yeah. <laughs> you were just like, I'm not birthing in the hall. I'm birthing in the pool. Yeah. somehow it's incredible how birthing women can just muster up like the most incredible like strength fully. in those moments to like get in or get out of a pool if need be. Totally. And it's like, yeah, I do remember feeling like a bit of a wounded soldier crawling there. But then I also remember like everyone just swiftly also just crowding around the pool, like the kids who came, you guys, it was all very, and I was in that pool. Yeah, I think, is that when the kids got in the pool with me or was that before that? Like, because the kids were in the pool with me at one point as well. River was in the pool with you. But I think that was earlier. Yeah, the, I think that was earlier. Evening, yeah. Yeah, and I in the because that's when I was like, Nate, get in the pool. I was just so fucking brutal with him. But I mean, that's what they're there for. Because I was like, get in. Like it's like hold the space. Like I need, I need you to hold the space now. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did hold the space beautifully. I just needed, you know, it's like when I think about that moment, it's like I just wanted him behind. I just wanted him behind me because um, it made me feel safe, actually, mm. which is really beautiful. Um, it's like what Tiana said in our workshop, who, who was one of the beautiful women in our last workshop. She was like, the men are like the river bank and the women are the river. And I love that analogy so much. Um but yeah, and then I was in there and the, I just felt like then like the contractions were coming so intense and so like I just wasn't getting a break. And that's just, you know, that's when I just, I thought I was going to die actually. I just remember like, as I said, looking up at you and just saying, like, I just can't do this. Hey, like it, it was too, it just it felt too much. And yeah, you're just like, you already are doing it. I needed to hear that because when I heard that, I was like, fuck. And, oh, wow, it's really taking me back. And then I just, yeah, them them involuntary pushes, man, they're so powerful. Like when you, because I wasn't pushing. Um, I remember just letting that happen. I was like, huh, and then I just felt my vagina like opening and it didn't sting or anything like it did with River. I did have River on my back on a bed. But it was just like I felt it and I felt her just go like around the corner or whatever. And I, I did have a moment of like, oh, like it was a bit orgas- orgasm-y. Like it was like, oh, like, woo, woo, woo. For that moment, I was like, oh, yeah. my God. And then that's when her head just popped out. And I was like, heads out. And you guys were like, what the fuck? Like, what? Yeah. Oh, my we're God. Like, quickly oh my God. get the camera. <laughs> and um, We did not know you were pushing. It was really wild. Well, you yeah. didn't look like you were pushing. Didn't I? See, I don't no. know. Like, yeah. See, maybe that. Maybe that was just something I thought was happening. I think on we the heard that. That was the only, perhaps, sound. But I didn't. But then, as soon as you did that sound, you were like, "Her head's out." Yes, and I felt her head. 
Um, there's a part of me that wished that I just sat with that for a moment and just was like, oh, okay, we're here, guys. Like, but I was so like so much adrenaline was pumping through my body. Like I was just like, <gasps> and it's shocking. Like, you know, this is my first home birth. It's my first. Yeah. But I think any birth you do, you do have adrenaline surging through your body. Yeah. Because that's what's going to keep you alert and have energy to push your baby out. And then to make sure that your baby's like, look after your baby once they're born and check they're okay and all the things. So it's like, I don't think many people in that moment of like birthing a baby's head can kind of, some people get it, but I don't think many do where you can be kind of in your body and like, Oh wow. Like I've just birthed a baby's head. You're like, you're, mm. it's very intense. It's so intense. And you're very out of your body. And it's like, ad- yeah, adrenal. Because before her head came out, that's when I was like, go to the edge of yourself. This is it. And I yeah. do remember just like it was like the Truman Show has got brought up twice in this fucking podcast, but I'm going to go I love there the again. Truman show. The Truman Show. I was like, you know when <laughs> Go and watch it. <laughs> well, welcome to our birthing workshop. It's a six week <laughs> <laughs> Um, But you know at the end when the boat hits the side? Yes. It's like I my hand reached out and like hit sort of that. And then it was like this I've seen this vision. It was like this like the Pink Floyd fucking album cover, that rainbow. It was like I was on that all of a sudden. I was like, oh, like this is the edge of myself. Like how beautiful is this? But wow, this is so intense. Like that's just the vision that I had. It was like very similar to the Pink Floyd album. I don't know, maybe they've gone to the, that's what their edge looks like too. But um, yeah, and then when they had came out, it's like I had this like, video play of every single birth video that I'd ever watched I was like I know what to do now I know what to do now and that's the moment when I did voluntarily push because I was like she's coming and so I just went and then she just went out and I that was beautiful though because I was so present and she just swan dived into the water like a full swan dive like and she was just there and I sort of let her float for a little bit and then I picked her up so slowly because, you know, I remember watching so many videos of mamas doing that and thinking that's how I want to give birth. So I fucking manifested that too, by the way. And I just brought her very up really closely and I remember going, wow, she's so cute. Like she's so beautiful. But I was like, I knew she looked like that. Like it's, I just knew that's... It just it was just surreal and then I brought her up onto my chest um and she didn't make much sound straight away she's very gurgly but sort of brought her like put her up on the chest and I was like oh yeah I did it um and then I checked straight away the vagina even though I knew she had one of them and then I noticed that she was, wasn't really breathing and I just sort of sucked the, you know, the fluid out of her nose and her mouth, like quite instinctively, really. I think we just instinctively do that, hey, really, yeah. when we're fucking left alone. Yeah. Um, and then she just 
started like crying. You can see in my video actually when she starts crying and I'm like, there it is. There's almost a relief on relief. Like there yeah, it is. Yeah, she's landed. There it is. She's okay. She's okay. You almost see us both land actually. Like, yeah. oh, we're back. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and fuck, my. you can see in my video there my eyes are just dilated. You're high. It, Oh, I've got goosebumps all over my body now. That was just so, so beautiful. Yeah. And then, yeah, I got out of the pool. I was just stoked. But, you know, like my placenta took three hours to birth, which was fine. That was also so empowering in itself. That was hard, though. I will admit that was that was a hard moment. Um um yeah that was hard because I was so exhausted like it had been 17 hours and I had them placenta releasing herbs and um sorry I just gotta put her on my other boob I had them recent placenta releasing herbs and I knew that I was completely fine um yeah at that point the midwife had come um to be honest like yeah she didn't come she wasn't there for the birth but she came afterwards which I just felt like I yeah should you know it's a lot of money that you pay for a midwife (laughs) um and she was great um she she weighed her and um but yeah I think it was a bit hairy for them though because you know three hours in for my placenta not releasing it's like you know there's a point where they have to do something I guess so there was a little bit of like talk, medical talk in there, but I still was pretty strong in my boundaries. I was like, nah, it's cool. I'm right. I'm okay. Um, and I was really aware like about, because it's the syntocin, isn't it, that they were going to give. Um, but I was like, you know, asking questions about it in that, in quite a vulnerable moment. Like, but what if I do have that? Is that going to work? Is that 100% guaranteed? And it's like, well, no. And so I was like, well, I don't want it. I'm fine. And you already were like having consistent contractions, like a uterus was consistently contracting. You were still like you were laboring. Yeah. And you weren't bleeding and you felt really well in your body. So yeah. really syntocinin isn't going to do much because you're already having very strong, consistent contractions. And syntocinin yeah. is synthetic oxytocin. So yes. that's, it's going to contract your uterus, but. Um, it can also interfere with your naturally occurring oxytocin and then be like any, it's an intervention. So then if that interferes with your natural process and something else could go wrong and that cascade of intervention can happen. That's so right. Yeah. It really wasn't a place for it in that moment because your body was working as it, like working really well and you just needed time to kind of, you just needed time. Yeah. And I knew that, like, I knew that it was, I was just, you can see why, like, like, like birthing women need people advocating for them because you're just fucking tired. Like, it's just Mm. like, and you can see why a lot of people like, well, just do whatever, Mm. do whatever I'm done. I just want to rest now. I just want to rest. I was in awe of you because you had labored all day and into the night and then birthed your baby. And then we're like, you know, laboring again for another three hours to birth your placenta Mm -hmm. and 
you were just so anchored in, like you were unwavering. Like you, there was no seed of doubt in your mind that you couldn't birth your placenta. And um, yeah, there really wasn't. You were so, you were so in your mind. power because yeah. I was, I yeah, I was just watching you like in absolute like awe of how <laughs> strong oh. you were. And and then because there was not a an an a, what's the bloody word, Lucy? Yeah, no seed of doubt. Seed of doubt. There you go. But the, the whole labour, really, I never was once in fear, no. ever, no. Um, except that one moment where I was like, I can't do it. But I think every woman says that at transition. But that's like, transition. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like when I just – but I think that that was, like, really the theme, too, of my pregnancy, even when there was fluid around the heart. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure. It's actually interesting with Prim, too. She's pretty sure of herself. Like, if there's something that – she if she's uncomfortable like she's got a fucking gnarly voice like she's like nah nah <laughs> scream she sounds like cry sounds like a like a power tool like she sounds like a chainsaw <laughs> um she's pretty anchored into like she knows what she wants it's really cool mm. but then like it was really cool because that's when I sat you know I had that beautiful um placenta bowl that I made with Alicia ceramics by Alicia. I love that bowl that I made too. That was another part of my process making that beautiful placenta bowl. Um, but yeah, like I just could feel a little bit of like apprehension in the air at that th- on that third hour, and thinking, "What's you know? I've already sort of got like a regulatory body in the house now. Like, what's this mean?" So that's when I sat on my little yoni stool and had the bowl underneath and just went back into that um, moment and closed my eyes and I was just like, I'm ready now. Yeah. I'm done now. I'm Mm. ready now. And it just went (laughs) (laughs) and it dropped out and that was it. And that that was was beautiful. And I had a beautiful lotus birth and you did the beautiful prints for me with my placenta. Um. That was attached to her again for like seven days, her placenta, um, which was another like slow, beautiful integration. I did, I did really love that. And um, yeah, like the, my postpartum was so beautiful. Like even just that meal train, just the receiving, holy fuck, so overwhelming, man. Um, and um, it was just so warm and cozy in my room. I had my little trolley with all my flower essences and herbs and teas and yummy food. And my mom was really mothering me. And um, it was just my the heat out. It was just so lovely. And then, yeah, the placenta came off and we buried the placenta um, in the front yard of our old house. And like, people are like, are you sad that you had to do it there? I'm like, no, because... We lived in the ghetto and I just feel like <laughs> it wasn't the ghetto. It was. It's the Bronx. Jenny from the block. <laughs> I was Jenny from the block. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm glad I gave that land like some nice loving. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, anyway. And that was that. We buried it and, yeah, I stayed at home for like more than 40 days. That was my plan. And, yeah, then we went on a little holiday. And, yeah, it was uh, – everything's just been perfect. I mean, obviously, like, challenges, of course, because it's life and babies and it's hectic. But 
I'm still breastfeeding. I'm still going strong. To be honest, like I've never taken her to a doctor and I'm, I'm not saying that that's for everyone, but that's just, it's just her theme. Like I know what I'm doing with her at all times. I don't, she's rarely been sick. Actually, she's never been sick. Um, she loves the boob. She, she's not eating heaps, but it's just been just beautiful. It's been really beautiful with her. She's been, and the kids just love her. It's like she's always meant to be here. And, um, yeah, she turned one. Um, and another really slow integration and process that I lent into was I like using reusable nappies, which is like something that I um, still am using, which everyone's like, you're fucking crazy. But I'm like, there's just something so beautiful of just leaning into that motherhood phase again, that mm-hmm. slow, that slowness and the process of just being a mum. And I don't know, I, now I'm addicted to it. And it's like a sentimental thing, these fucking nappies, <laughs> um, which I'm sure like when I'm ready, she will be like, she'll be ready to give him up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's just yeah, her theme. And hurry any part of pregnancy, birth, postpartum, yeah. motherhood. You never have to rush your child. Like they will tell you when they're ready to yes. move into the next phase and then it will just feel like you. everyone just feels so ready and it's not yes. a pushed or rushed or. Totally. Yeah, that's a big, that was actually, that's been a big lesson for me, my own personal what? motherhood journey. Just like not worrying about the next phase of yeah. your child's development or yeah that, ob- that obviously every child will like will wean will sleep through the night will sleep in their own bed will xyz and it's like we can just lean into the phase they're in and yeah mm. they'll tell us when they're ready <laughs> that's funny though isn't it oh, we're so obsessed aren't we in our culture so obsessed and it's like it's been such a reclamation for me because I've always just done things my way hey but like like I said it's just always the outside noise that influenced me but like you know with prim and this is just my journey hey but I've never done wellness checks the only time that she was weighed was when on her birthday I never measured. I it was it's all been very intuitive led. I've never there's no milestone checking. There's been nothing like that. Um everything has just been felt. And it's still being felt like people are like, oh, you're still this or she doesn't eat enough. She doesn't. I'm like, she's fine. She's fine. Yeah. Um, you know your baby. Better yeah, than and I, I totally I do find a lot of people do that though in my mothering journey. They're like, oh. She needs this, or she's cold, or she's this, or she's hungry, or um, you know, she's spoiled, or she needs to go on the cot. Or I'm mm. like, uh, how about you shut the fuck up? And um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like, bitch, I free birthed this baby in my home. Like, I grew her, I know her, she knows me. We're so intrinsically connected. Like, I, I just, you know, it's fine. I know. I'm. I've never been more confident as a mother in my life I've never had more capacity and it's you know it's because I did the work yeah when I was pregnant and I lent yeah. into it and um you know I did work before of course I think that we all should it's like a never-ending walk but that work in my pregnancy made a fucking massive difference to my yeah. journey it's that foundation that you're now 
coming from in how you birth and then how you parent that baby and and even you know into the rest of your life in your creative processes in your relationships like there's just so yeah. much potency in in the birth realm um and it's definitely important that you tend to yourself and care and yeah. do that work it's so profound well, I mean, that's why we do what we do. And that's it. That's the birth of Primrose Autumn Gregory. Oh, my God, that birth. April 2022 at 9.41. She a son. Born rising. And she's here to fuck up. <laughs> Thank you so much for oh, your, mic, your mic's dropped out a little bit. <laughs> is it okay now yeah it's back no? it's back okay technology i tell you well prim like actually bent the cord so i need to sometimes i do drop out guys you could we'll be able to notice that in the last <laughs> podcast um but yeah cool thank you everyone for listening thank you lucy for holding space for me like you always do um that felt good beauty that was so beautiful that birth really did transform both of us your little yeah. baby girl she brought yeah. us together yeah and she helped us birth a sacred space which is just you know it's just a pleasure like honestly creating this together what work we needed a whole podcast on yeah on creating <laughs> what we've created like, yeah honestly, it's been wild like, it's been very reminiscent to your own unfolding of birthing her like hasn't yes. it like so wild and deep <laughs> and it's like you know we we get like it goes all flowy into it, like okay we're ready for the next step now we need yes. a we need a website <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh all right cool. love you babe <laughs> love you thanks to everyone who's tuned in and listened to christy's Amazing. beautiful birth story of her third third baby yes all right thank <laughs> you bye bye